0: In times like these, being a citizen is a big job. Thank you for joining us to celebrate the virtues of self rule and debate the state of our republic. Welcome to the Citizens' Prerogative Podcast. This is the voice of your nerdy host, Michael Piscatelli, and we are inspired by a co host whose passion for our republic precedes him everywhere he goes, Raymond Wong Jr.
1: Thank you, thank you. I, I'm wearing my running shoes for this marathon.
0: Oh, it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> this is episode number fifty. We are still in season three, and the title of this episode will probably be something like "Mutual Aid for Mutual Need." So this episode's going to run hmm, a little bit different than most. Um, we're going to be going into a, another mini series here. So today we're going to have a whole episode introducing a whole mini-series of episodes (laughs) that are going to be calls to action around a new strategic plan to save our republic. And hopefully the planet, because if we can't do that too, then I don't know that the republic's going to do all that much for us. (laughs) So the other thing this is going to cover in this plan, it's going to call on each of us to refocus our attention on the purpose of our nation, and hopefully ask for each of us to think a little bit creatively about our core documents. We need to recommit ourselves to this most audacious of experiments in self-rule. We need to let ourselves be reminded that the purpose of the United States is made clear at the start of the Constitution. Why don't we go ahead and review sentence number one together now, shall we? We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. What a loaded sentence.
1: You think about the founders and what they were trying to get at, right? And this was not this was this was subsequent drafts, right? So so the the purpose of this was to leave behind something responsible, a legacy, something that we could live and die on, literally. And, and I don't think, I, I the, the, they were very intentional about the wording. I, I, I believe that Thomas Jefferson said that every word that they used was intentional.
0: I believe it, um, like you said. This isn't this wasn't a draft. <laughs> the words we are left with here were fought over tooth and nail. Um, and I don't even I wouldn't even know how many iterations they may have gone through. But I just want to come back to a few of the highlights on here because there's so much noise, there's so much energy, negatively or positively otherwise out there, kind of buzzing around these things. But what's really gives us a moment of pause and allows us to focus, clear our minds, and let these words in for a moment, and let ourselves kind of play a mental exercise. What does it mean to us when we read those words? Let us not think about the world we live in, the country we have today, history, the future. No, just read it for yourself. This is the first sentence, the first paragraph of our constitution, and pick out those words and figure out what does it mean to you to form a more perfect union? What does it mean to establish justice? What does it mean, domestic tranquility, and then to ensure that? Common defense, I think, is probably the one thing all of us know quite clearly, but do we? General welfare is probably, for me, the hardest thing to say, but for others, very nebulous. But welfare is a pretty specific term, and it doesn't mean public assistance. Secure the blessings of liberty, not just for ourselves. But posterity. In those words, in those words, freedom's promise lives. In those words, this country is where freedom's promise lives more than anywhere else on earth.
1: I really appreciate that thoughtful reading. And all I can think about is what question we need to ask ourselves as citizens. And I guess to go back to the first one what truths? do we see that are self-evident like what truths do you find to be self-evident now because we already figured out well we're still working on all men are created equal because it's all people are created equal but the bottom line is what truths do you believe are self-evident nobody's having that conversation nobody wants you to have that conversation and i'll be frank here you know nobody walked into the room and said hey let's do a five technically six part series on on this conversation right but it's it's such a large bite and it's so necessary and, and i hope michael that we set a tone through this this series that we can refer people back year after year and say go listen to this five-part series if you need a little understanding of where we're headed what, what's our policy What are we trying to bring to the front? And what truths do we find self-evident in this roaring 20s?
0: That's an incredible clarion call to all of us and to you and I on this podcast journey that we've embarked together. (laughs) But yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I'm hopeful we'll be able to achieve that as well. We want to put that anchor in time (laughs) and a place to come back to, to kind of clear our heads and reorient ourselves to what really matters. And um, these are good words. This is a good place to come back to. You know, if I had to have some kind of Bible or another, this might be one of the first versions I can get through multiple times in my life. And it has a lot of meaning and a lot of power because this is the foundation of the government that we actually live under. And and for now we get to vote um, our representatives into. So Anyway. So you're now, saying Now I'm digressing. A,
1: a more perfect union is when you go into a hotel and there is for diversity's sake all the all the religious text and a constitutional text. I love it.
0: <laughs> or just the constitution. Welcome to the United States.
1: We've better.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. So we're not going to Go into this piece of it any further. the The call is out to you. The challenge is out to you. The call to action for now is orient yourself um, to those words. Uh, we're going to have a call to action section separately, but th- this is really the driver. And when we go through this five point plan, these five points to help bring us all together, we're we're going to do our best to align back, align back to these words. There's a purpose to them. And it's up to us to work together to cast them into a light that makes sense for the lives that we're living today.
1: That's great. I, I think what I also feel like is that you said you said it, and you've inspired me to be coalesce around this. Is that the common defense is well funded? We seem to agree on funding for the common defense. We're just citizen do good. I think is just asking for funding to be equal across all words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't that right? Uh, it's not even the first one in there, but my goodness, if you were to put dollars to these things, that's exactly right. It's uh, That one's well cared for. So that gives you a little preview into where we'll be going into the next set of episodes. Before, um, before that, though, we have to finish this one. And so <laughs> continuing on, I, I hope, we hope, um, I'm, I'm going to speak for Ray on that one. We've instilled in you a little curiosity, a little hunger to go chew on that. In the meantime, we're going to pivot to isolating and discussing some of the reasons why we feel like it's under threat. Um, you know, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, a group of people can read the same words and come to very different conclusions. That is reality. So, it's up to each of us to make sure we're drawing our own conclusions in order to test them. Our country is being tested. Our republic is being tested. The Constitution, the Constitution is being tested. It has been, and it will continue to be tested in ways we haven't seen in our lifetimes. If the Constitution was alive, I don't know if it would have seen the tests I fear are mounting against it. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the main threats we bulleted coming from the rots of corruption. I don't know if rots is supposed to be plural, but there's a fair amount of corruption and it's starting to smell like rot. So let's come at this, first of all, from the inside and the outside. We we want this experimental republic to be successful. And some of the threats that are really looking to tear it down from inside include money and politics, right? We've got wealthy purchasing tax policies that benefit them and burden the next generation, the posterity we mentioned, with their debt. We also have a rising tide of totalitarianism. Unchecked power out there to misinform and confuse. This is both coming from active sources like media outlets, and it's coming from foundations left uncured by freezing out schools from properly teaching the next generation, our posterity, right, how to navigate the world that's been built. There's an authoritarian regime of oppressors rising. And they're motivated to secure absolute oligarchical power unchecked by the people. We have to be cautious about that. Small people want to come to power. It's just one of those things that always happens. We just, in our country, always had this... You know, meritocratic elite group of people who did their best to keep anyone out for the most part that was overtly a little too much corrupt for their taste. <laughs> Unfortunately, they were setting the bar on what too corrupt was for too long. And then eventually they let a fox into the henhouse. So, honestly, I'm going to stop there as far as our inside threats go. And it's not intended to be an exhaustive list. This is just where the rot of corruption seems to be stinking the most.
1: From a historical perspective, um, corruption is, it's not, no one, no one should think it's worse now. Please understand that. We come from an era, and we've mentioned it before, we come from an era of nobles, we come from a society of kings. Our, our own country and this whole constitution we're built from was us pushing away from the idea of this birthright rule and such. So in a sense, uh, corruption has always existed. We're just seeing it boiled down further and further to just the last vestiges of those that have it. And they they want to maintain that power. It's It's just all about controlling that old power structure, which frankly is as old as the feudalism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The world's lived a lot longer under authoritarianism than it has anything like democracies, which is why we probably really only had Rome and Greece to look back on for examples, there weren't a lot of models to build this thing on. So besides those internal threats, you know, unchecked power, misinformation, swirling, confusing people, allowing demagoguery to just, Rule the airwaves in so many ways. The money in politics is ridiculous. We've equated money and free speech. So if you have unlimited money, now you have unlimited speech. I mean, it's really that simple, and it's really that unfair. I'm not oversimplifying that. But we also have some threats from the outside. These are the ones that normally galvanize us, right? We usually come together um, in moments of extreme crisis. But I think those two within those two factors that are tearing us apart inside are are causing us not able to recognize these outside threats for what they truly are. The first one being climate change. I mean, I made, I think, a little bit of a joke about the fact that, you know, even our republic can't survive in a world that's not habitable. So this is one area where we have a vested interest. And being like one of the biggest leaders in the global economic system that's currently come to bear on the planet, we bear some responsibility to fix it and, and create something better to replace it. So we need to look at climate change as the existential risk to our species that it is. And we need to look at all the risks that it's going to bring to bear upon us. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be bigger than biblical proportions, I'm I'm afraid. Um, because people survived to write the Bible. The other aspect of this, so climate change, nobody can ignore that. At least we're all in the same basket, knock on wood, unless somebody gets rich and finds another world to live on. We're facing right now, today, some of the breakdowns, some of the failures of, of a post World War II global economic system. You know, we, we exported corporate authority without worker rights. And nations working, we gave it to nations working in bad faith. So we had no reasonable expectations. They were going to help improve anybody's conditions. And that's coming home to roost. It's helped to feed the rise of authoritarianism in a lot of places rather than democracy, because authoritarianism is easier for business. We need to look at some of these things very critically um, coming from the outside. And right now, we're looking at Russia invading Ukraine and NATO coming back to life um, with renewed vigor. And so we will be talking a little bit more about that in one of our subsequent episodes, but we're not going to get into it now. Both of these lists are asking us to be wary of authoritarianism. <laughs> and I'm probably going to get really good at saying that word, but it's it's true. We've... Um, Some would say uh, the biggest risk of the United States failing as an experiment is us, like us really not successfully seeing it through. We can lose it to authoritarianism at any time. And it doesn't have to be from an invasion from an outside party. Our system will most likely topple from the inside. So we need to stay vigilant on both fronts.
1: Accountability, right? A simple thing that probably everyone, especially anyone who listens to us, it knows that you you can get fired from your job if you go astray if you if you don't deliver if you if you call out sick too many times there's accountability for all of us 90% of us but something happens at a certain level and that's the corruption right it's not hard to spot when you're like why does that person get so much money and i can barely pay my bills that's corruption
0: yeah yeah, and it's far from what capital at its capitalism, excuse me, at its best is capable of, right? I mean, all the systems we're using are rigged, right? They're all tools. They all have the capacity to deliver what's promised in the Constitution or what an oligarch wants. <laughs> it's that flexible, unfortunately, and it's up to each of us to be vigilant. On that note, <laughs> time for a message from our sponsor, Citizen Do Good. Fulfilling a dream where all possess an intrinsic love for self-rule that is reciprocated with free speech and equal justice under the law? Citizen Duga values the promise within the Constitution, subsequent amendments, and the original core founding documents. Taken together, they form a framework and an operating manual for our republic that provides us with the means to change with the times. The time is now to deeply re-examine ourselves and our implementation of governance for the dawning of a new day. We are a proud sponsor of the Citizen's Prerogative Podcast, a major partner in spreading the good word about civic love and the power of change for us all. At Citizen Do Good, we want to empower all citizens to participate in their republic in a reconstructive way. With that goal in mind, we need your help to stay on mission and grow this community. Please rate the podcast with five stars on iTunes, through the app on the web, or on your device. If you don't feel like you can give us five stars, let us know why on our sponsor's Facebook page, Citizen Do Good. Also, make sure you join our newsletter at citizendogood.com. You'll get updates every couple of months on our antics, not just the podcast. Feel free to share any suggestions you have directly through the contact us page. Thanks for your support.
1: Getting into last episode a little bit, uh, you know, I've had a chance in the metaverse to talk to people about some of our strategies and it's been, it's been refreshing. Right. And, and, and frankly people are surprised when I bring up the words that you spoke on the first half, you know, it's almost like they forgot. They forgot that there were were certain things that we were promised. And when I say to my fellow Americans, when it says, you know, to provide welfare, what does that mean to you? Because this is what it means to me. And and, and it just it just sets them back, right? Because I didn't ask them about a political party affiliation. I didn't ask them what um, what football team they go for. Right. I did not ask them for those triggers. I asked them to talk to me about their philosophical truths. And some are going to struggle with this conversation. And that's why I think it's so important we have it. You know, I was I was all, I was against a five episode journey. Uh, but I'm I'm now for it because it just, it just seems so necessary. and I mean that genuinely.
0: (laughs) I heard that. I heard your little joke there. And still we're going to do five episodes and I appreciate you coming along for the ride. It is a lot to cover and um, I'm hopeful we can squeeze it into five episodes. So for all of you out there, it's just a little bit of dig at my over ambition. So With this episode, I think um, before we get into the calls to action, although this whole episode has probably just been a big tirade or message, but I want to button it up a little bit here. So everybody understands when we say why we need radical change to bring forth a third republic, one that propels our ideals of liberty and justice for all forward towards fruition and helps people use their gifts to advance the nation and save the earth. Our solutions section, we want to present a platform of actions we need to take quickly to save ourselves from oblivion, figuratively and hopefully only figuratively. There's no going back to another time, and if there's any chance for tomorrow, then now is when we have to act in order to make it so.
1: The third republic is, is funny. And, and to me, because are we even on like the sixth version? Because, you know, we have the, the, the presidency, which didn't exist in the, in the original drafts, you know, and, and then when you had a president, they weren't allowed to campaign. And then their running mate, whoever they were running against became the vice president. So the entire system at the founding was based on great compromise, working with your opponents, finding that sweet spot with with critical conversation and critical thought, and we've really lost that. So, so I agree. It, we need to bring forth this radical change. But you know, I, I I wonder the philosophy will be what what version of the Republic are we really on? Because you don't know what matrix they're on right in the matrix series it's like the third or fourth so do we really know which republic we're on
0: (laughs) i think the debate will continue i like it yeah we should talk about how to slice and dice the versions (laughs) there's a few ways to do it and we're just nerdy enough to give it a try so with that um our calls to action for this episode are pretty simple um Please, as we said at the beginning, read and reread the Constitution of the United States. The U.S. National Archives has everything available online for free, and you may even get distracted by some of our other founding documents or other documents that they have lying around for free, which is really exciting because, you know, it's all about our country. You can only learn more while you're there. (laughs) Nothing bad can happen unless somebody hacks that site. So that's a different story.
1: Well, And, and kudos, by the way, because I had no idea the archives busting down a former president's door to collect their documents. Like, hey, these are ours. I had no idea they were a bunch of gangsters at that place, but I, lo- I love it.
0: It's pretty amazing. 15 boxes, some of it he wasn't supposed to have, especially not outside. Anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Um, so yeah, head, check out the National Archives. They're they're national heroes. Also, we want you to challenge and inform your opinion on such matters. Uh, not not necessarily about the National Archives, but other matters that we've raised here. When we when we just read that first sentence, that first paragraph of the Constitution, dig in. Pick out those words. We want to know what they mean to you. Please challenge and inform your opinion in that way. It's okay if you have assumptions. You can challenge them. You don't have to change your mind. But wouldn't you feel better if the opinions you held you knew you felt confident in arguing with? <laughs> and what if there was something better there for you? I mean, just go check it out. The last thing you have to do is just stay tuned. <laughs> stay subscribed to Citizens Prerogative Podcast through your favorite podcasting app. We're going to be covering each of the five points in more detail in the mini series that unfolds. As we delve deeper into our constitution, but more importantly, what we propose is the vision for the new version of our republic based on an old operating model. I think that's gonna do it. We have been your hosts. Thank you to Mr. Raymond Wong Jr.
1: Thank you, Mr. Piscatelli. Uh, this has truly been a warm up, and I'm ready for the run.
0: It's been something, that's for sure. For information on this and other episodes, head over to citizenduga.com and click on podcast. While you're there, head up our Contact Us page and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from the community. Special thanks to you, our listeners. We've saved the best for last. You are the best and you have been for years. Thank you for your support. We know it's painful and we love you. Intro music sampled from OK Class by Ozzy Jock under Creative Commons license through freemusicarchive.org. Other music provided royalty-free through Fizzly and Studios, Inc.